Lady showing signs of the dreaded Smith's palsy, that ungovernable shaking of the hands which results from the strain of lifting the heavy hammer and from the jar and thud of its fall. It was as yet slight, just a tremor which increased towards the end of the day, so that sometimes in the evening he would slop a little ale from his mug. But he knew what it heralded. He knew, too, that on the manner of Reed, the old and the infirm, had little to hope for. He would, of course, be entitled to a place by my fire, a share of the food of my table, but it would be a place and a share measured by the size of my family and the generosity or otherwise of the woman I married. He rightly reckoned that as the father of a celibate parish priest, he would fare better. So, looking ahead, he allowed me time to take my lessons. Learning came easy to me, I was, naturally, idle as all boys are, and earned myself many a buffet. But the priest said I had the makings of a scholar, and would do him great credit in later years. As time went on, I would relieve the tedium of the lessons by concocting questions which I hoped he would not be able to answer. The hope was justified more and more frequently. He had forgotten much of what he had learned. At last... In the summer before I was ten years old, he went to Norwich, and bespoke for me a place in the monk's school there, where he had got his own learning. After that, there was only one thing needed to set me on my way to Clarkdom, and that was the permission of my Lord Bowdergrave to leave the manor and his service. The priest never doubted that permission would be given. My lord boasts that he has never sold a serf his freedom, but he will not hesitate to make a gift of you to holy church, he said. My lord Bowdergrave was seldom at his manner of reed. He had two others, one in Lincoln, one in Kent. This last was his favourite, being within easier reach of London, but the others were visited each year immediately after harvest which time even the most trusty steward might go a little awry in his reckonings. Also, after harvest, when the great field was all a stubble, was the best time of the year for hawking. It was in the first week of October, in the year of 1391, that I first came face to face with the man who owned me. My face and hands had been scoured, my hair was newly shorn, and I was wearing a clean smock. I was very much frightened. The priest, who must have been, I now realise, a very simple and unworldly man, had warned me that my lord would surely wish to test my abilities. I must be prepared for questions. I must not answer hastily and without thought, nor must I answer slowly and thus appear stupid. Above all, I must speak up so that I could be heard, and with the very greatest respect. The steward had plainly prepared my lord for our appearance, for as we entered the great hall he said, Ah, the smith's son, I remember. Fright boiled in my throat. I knew I could never answer a question, no matter how simple. Fright laid a heavy hand on my neck, so that my head was bowed, my eyes fixed on the rushes, fresh spread for my lord's visit. Above me the voice asked one question. How many sons has this man? The steward said. This one, my lord. Then he cannot be spared. Bad clerks are plentiful. Good smiths are few. 
Thus briefly was my future, the priest's hopes, my father's old age comfort, disposed of. From my lord's verdict, there was no appeal. I was able then, for some reason, to raise my eyes and look into the face of the man whose lightest word was to us, his villains, weightier than the king's law or the edicts of our holy father, the Pope, in Rome. It was a handsome, well-fleshed face, highly coloured. Stern, too, as befitted a man of consequence, but not ill-natured. From the height of his chair on the dais, he looked down at me, and his light hazel eyes took my measure. "'You're a stout, likely-looking lad,' he said. "'Far more fitted to handle a hammer than a quill.' Having thus dismissed me, he lifted and crooked a finger and said, "'A word in your ear, Sir Priest.' What the word was was not for me.